Welcome to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Rabbi Mendy. Good morning, Shavua Tov. Thank you for joining me on Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy. I had an interesting encounter this week, which I talked about yesterday in Shul, where I met somebody at a very, um, a place I wouldn't expect. I met someone, not Jewish, and at a time when I wouldn't expect it most, he said to me, you know, Rabbi, I listen to your show each week. So I want to give a shout out to Chris, who listens to the show. Um, and he told me he always looks for uh, good programming. And he found us when we were on uh, the radio, um, the local radio station. And he found us. He was channel surfing. And he came across good radio programming. And he said, you know, whenever I find something good, I like to follow it. So he's been listening to us uh, for a while now, and we appreciate it. And uh, shout out to you. Talking about shout outs today. Today is a, a birthday of a very special person. Today is Chayel Akivman's birthday. That's my sister. And I have Chani here, who's going to help me sing happy birthday for Chayla. Happy birthday to Chayla. Happy birthday to Chayla. Happy birthday, dear Chanala. Happy birthday to you. Okay, and Hashem should bless you with a year of success and all of the revealed blessings. In other words, the blessings that come from Hashem should be visible and revealed so that we can see and feel them. Um, I know I was very cryptic earlier about where I met this Chris, um, but needless to say, it's better that I stay cryptic. And if you next time you meet me and ask me to tell you the story about uh, how I met Chris and and, um, and what circumstances that were and why, and then you'll understand why I didn't. I was a little cryptic on the uh, show today. Okay. We have uh, to begin our day and begin our week with a, um, in a way of holiness and godliness. So we're going to start with thanking God for our souls with the Moda'ani, as Chani will lead us in the special song. Moda'ani means thank you, Hashem, for giving me or returning my soul back to me. Modani lefanecha malachai vekayan shechazar tabi nishmasi vechamla rabamunasecha. I'm off my game today, you know, because uh, by now I would have told you to put a yamaka on your head or shmata over your head, or your hand over your head, but it must be the slightly less hot weather that we're having today. Um, I, I, it's, it's actually pretty nice outside. It's sunny. It's not 150 degrees as it was on Friday. Um, and uh, that itself, so I'm, I'm, I'm still in shock from the better weather that we're having today. 
uh, the beautiful weather. And I hope after the show today, you go on and take on the day. Um, because today will be a really beautiful day to spend in the outdoors, as uh, we will be doing here. Right after the show, I plan to uh, go with, uh, with the family to Block Island. I've never been there before. And uh, I'll, maybe I'll give you a report how it was next time we get together. Okay, so you have something on your head. You have a yarmulke, a kippah, anything like that. And a shout out to our uh, to the police officer sitting in the uh, parking lot listening to the show today. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in shul as well. Okay, here we go. Let's uh, cover our eyes and let's say together the Shema. Go ahead. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevaitim Achusai Le'olam Va'ed And now we got to give some tzedakah. Chani, get me some coins. Here's the pushka. And let's get some coins. Put in the pushka. Yeah, for Tati, a coin. coin for me. Okay, thank you very much. So that way we made our day a generous day, a charitable day, a day of giving, and a day when, of course, God will give us all the blessings that we need. If you have a drink, please join together. Um, hold a drink in your right hand, and let's say together the bracha. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Nihiya Bidvaro. Thank you very much, Chani, for taking part in the show and for helping us. I know you're a big hit, and everyone loves uh, when you join us on the show. Let's get into the uh, joyous spirit with some happy birthday music, Chabad style, in honor of our dear Chayala. I am really excited because of what I'm holding in my hand. Can you guess what I'm holding in my hand that makes me so excited on, a, on an early Sunday morning in the middle of August? Well, more importantly, because it's the middle of Elul. We're in the month before Rosh Hashanah, and in my hand is the brand new, beautiful, f- full-color Jewish art calendar that's produced each year for our community, it has in it beautiful, beautiful art by world-renowned artists, uh, Ari Ziegler and, and uh, Arkady Ostrasinski, a lot of beautiful, beautiful art from around the world. And on each page, when there's a holiday or an event, it has the information about that holiday. So in the month of September is when this calendar begins. There's obviously... Um, uh, the holidays of Rosh Hashanah talks about a little bit the shofar, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Simchas Torah, along with it has the schedule. You know, you, you want to know what time do you have to light Shabbos candles every Friday? It's in the calendar. When does Shabbos end? When do the holidays begin? It's in the calendar. 
you know, what's going on in the community? Are there events for this for this holiday or that holiday? It's in the calendar. What about my, my cousin's birthday or my, my great-grandmother's yard site? It's probably in the calendar too because many people put the birthdays and yard sites of their family members in the calendar, printed in the calendar. So this calendar, while it's sitting in my hands and we have a stack of them here at Chabad, they will be in your homes later this week. Uh, you'll get this beautiful calendar, you'll hang it up on the wall, and you'll be able to input all of the dates that are important to you. The calendar runs on uh, the schedule from September to September. So, because, uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah is always either in September, the beginning of September, the end of, of September. This year, Rosh Hashanah begins on September 6th at night, Labor Day, um, and runs through uh, the end of the year, the, the next September, which, interestingly enough, next year, Rosh Hashanah is going to be the end of September on September 25th at night. So it's a, a beautiful, beautiful calendar. It also has advertisers. You want to know how do we, how do we, how are we able to produce such a beautiful calendar and then mail it out free of charge to anyone in the entire Jewish community? Um, the answer is our advertisers. So there's advertisers throughout the calendar, and, and I strongly encourage you to um, patronize our um, uh, advertisers and tell them that you saw their ad in our calendar. Now, you may be saying to yourself, listening to the show today, but I don't uh, get a calendar. I haven't gotten one in the past. No worries. If you want to get a calendar, you can do one of two things. Go to our website and click on the banner, which is about uh, the Jewish art calendar. And on it, you can just put your information in and uh, send it to us. There's no charge. Or you could just send me an email. My email address is easy to remember. Rabbi at JewishMA.com. R-A-B-B-I at J-E-W-I-S-H-M-A dot com. Send an email with your name and address and I will mail out a calendar to you if you're not on our uh, list. Um, also, um, if you know someone that would appreciate getting a free calendar and who doesn't appreciate getting a free calendar then please send me their information and I will send them a calendar as well. Okay, so you're going to get this. Now, if you don't get it by, by before next uh, show, before next Sunday, please be in touch with me and let me know that you didn't get it so that I can make sure you get one right away. So, you know, every year we get together, all the rabbis get together in, in New York. Uh, this past year was a, you know, watered down uh, co- conference. We get together usually in um, uh, November time, the end of November. It's called the annual Kinnus HaShluchim. And during that weekend that we get together, we have workshops. And oftentimes, is a workshop on budgeting. So I remember being at one of those workshops a couple of years ago, and this expert went through, uh, you know, charts and uh, numbers, and of course he had diagrams and a PowerPoint, and he's going through explaining the whole thing about budgeting and how you do it and when you do it, and someone, one of the rabbis, called out and said, so how often do you review your budget? And for a rabbi, all of us were shocked when he responded, he does it every day. Sitting there, I, I, I felt, you know, every day... It's, it's, it's completely not necessary. Why would one have to check and redo their budget and look at their budget every single day? But he felt it was very, very important to do it every day. So, yes, I, I find that a little much. But then there's the other extreme, which I think is even worse. You know, the people who don't want to know what their budget is. They have no idea how much money they make. They have no idea how much money they spend or even when bills are due. And it's easy to imagine that someone who's never looking at their budget will end up possibly, which never happened to anybody, but may end up possibly in financial ruin. Perhaps the reason why so many people don't like budgeting is that it might not be such a pleasant experience. See, if you sit down and start looking at the numbers, you might come to discovering that there are certain costs that you weren't aware of 
you know, all of a sudden there's these extra costs. I didn't know we pay for this, so we have to pay for this. And then you might come to find that there's a, a, a source of income that you thought you had, and turns out that source of income never happened. It's not producing any income. Nevertheless, even though it's a hard thing to do, budgeting is the right thing to do. It gives us the very much-needed clarity and helps us make the right decisions for the future. So I'm holding the calendar and I'm realizing that now, this month, we're in the month of the spiritual budgeting. This is the month of Elul. It's the last month of the new year and we traditionally use this time to raise awareness of our current spiritual status or our current spiritual uh, budget. So during this month, we are asked and expected to spend some time thinking about our relationship with God and thinking about our relationships with our fellow human beings and to take stock of where things are and to commit ourselves to improving them in the future. But unlike any other budgeting, we shouldn't be afraid to look at our spiritual books. See, because God has given us a gift that no financial planner can ever give you. And that is the guarantee and the gift of teshuva, which we, we translate as usually as repentance. This is the month of repentance. But also, as we'll talk about at a future time, really means return. Returning to our true selves. See, because even if things didn't go this past year as they should have gone, we can still amazingly change the past. If we have going back to the future, we can go back into the past and change it so that the future is better. If we decide to be better in the future, our misgivings from the past actually are transformed into good if they become the catalyst that will propel us to greater heights and to do things with more gusto. Speaking of gusto, you know you know what a nigun is? N-I-G-G-U-N. I talked about it uh, in the past. You may remember hearing this word before. A nigun is a Hasidic or traditional song without words. You see, when you sing a song with words, it can be very meaningful because the words speak to you. Whatever the song might be, we play many different songs on our show, and many with beautiful lyrics um, in English that speaks to a lot of people in our audience. And it's wonderful because it tells, uh, it gives us a good perspective on life, on how not to see the darkness or to, you know, have faith in God. Whatever it is, the song that we play, the lyrics have an interesting uh, way to help us express what we're feeling. But a nigun, which is the Hebrew word for the day today, brought to you by the Armenians, and we look forward to seeing them, or at least part of them, uh, in the next week or so. Um, a nigun is a song without words, and in plural, it's nigunim, which are plural of, 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 of tunes without words. And when you sing that, when you sing a Hasidic tune without words, you can now visualize and imagine what that song means to you. You're not, not, no more are you encumbered by the words and the lyrics of the song, and then you're stuck to only thinking about those lyrics and what they mean. When you sing a nigun, when you sing a song that does not have lyrics, and it's just a tune, you have the ability to go outside of the tune and let that tune penetrate you and let it bring you to a level that you would like to be at. So I have this great new nigun, this great new tune. Um, it's an old tune, but recently reproduced and sung by um, Benny Friedman. And it's a, through a program called Tzama. It's an Israeli program where they take these beautiful songs, beautiful nigunim, and they um, put it to a modern beat with live music. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. 
Enjoy. Oftentimes, you hear the expression that, you know, bad things will turn out to be good. Or that God doesn't do any bad, but when we feel that something's bad, probably there's something good behind it. Or any format of that expression. I have a great story that I heard from a colleague of mine, Rabbi Friedman from Chabad of Calabasas. And I'll tell you the story, and I think it talks to so many different times in our lives, and I think many of you will relate to this story. So once, a number of years ago, in the middle of Kol Nidre, that's on Yom Kippur, the, the, you know, just as the holiday is beginning, everyone's dressed in their Yom Tov bests, everyone's ready, and the, and the beautiful song of Kol Nidre reverberates Peter, you got to help me. Did I just pronounce that correctly? Anyway, Kol Nidre reverberates across the shul. In every shul, this is the case. As will be the case right here at Chabad in a few weeks. And during that Kol Nidre service, a guy by the name of Leon Marmerstein fainted. He simply fainted. He fell down on the floor faint in a faint. Who's this Leon? Leon was a gentle, strong, and wise man. He was beloved by everyone who knew him. He was a quiet guy in Shul. He, never, he wasn't pretentious. He didn't make a loud noise. Typically, he'd come to Shul and open up his Siddur, his prayer book, and he'd be absorbed in his prayer. You would say he's unpretentious in any way. But then, that year, during Kol Nidre, he collapsed, just as they were singing the beautiful sounds of Kol Nidre. So immediately, they called an ambulance. Obviously, you know, on, on Yom Tif, you're not allowed to use a phone. Yom Kippur, definitely not. But when you got to call an ambulance, when someone's life is at risk, you call immediately. You don't even ask questions. So they called an ambulance. 
A few minutes later, the ambulance comes, and as it turned out, by the time the ambulance came, Leon was already back to himself, and, uh, you know, they checked him out. Everything was fine. It was probably, we had it in Arshal a little while ago. Somebody went uh, to donate blood on uh, Friday afternoon, and soon after he donated blood right here at the, at the Milford uh, Hospital, he came to Shul, and then I remember we were doing the, the, the Lichadodi song, which at the end of the Lichadodi, we turn around, we make a circle, and we turn to the west. And we say the last one, Bowie Vishalom Ateres Baila, we sing that song, turning to the west. And as we, everyone turned around to the west, this gentleman, I'm not going to say his name to keep his privacy, this gentleman fell flat on the floor. And also we called the ambulance, we called 911, and the ambulance came again. He was he was uh, doing fine. It turned out it was just because of he gave blood that day and he didn't drink enough orange juice or whatever it was. They gave him everything he needed and he was fine. So the same thing happened with this Leon in Chabad at Calvasis. It turned out he was fine and uh, everything was okay. As the paramedics were getting ready to leave, this is what we're talking about. I'm going back now to the Chabad at Calabasas. As the paramedics were ready to leave, one of them, one of the paramedics, noticed that in the crowd of the shul at Chabad, on Yom Kippur, was somebody that he knew. And he went over and he told him the following. He said, you know something? My mother was pestering me all week that I must go to shul for Kol Nidre. This paramedic was a Jew and his mother was making him crazy. A Jew, no matter what you do, needs to be in shul on Yom Kippur. And this paramedic kept telling his mother, but I can't go. I'm on duty that night. It simply wasn't possible. I guess he woke up too late to ask his bosses for, for, the, for the day off. Whatever it was. And now he's saying to this friend that he met in the shul, he says, and now look, I made it to shul. My mother will be ecstatic when she finds out that I was forced and made it to shul. It's a beautiful story. And Leon, this Leon who fainted, who was doing okay, never got tired from telling the story of how he brought a Jew to Shul, not anyway, but while he was sleeping. Most people try to do things when they're awake, they can't do it. He was able to perform this miracle of bringing this Jew to Shul, who knew he should be there, but couldn't bring him, pull himself to get to Shul. He made it happen while he was asleep. And he insisted, Leon that is, insisted that the only reason that God made him faint was so that that Jewish paramedic wouldn't miss Kol Nidre and his mother would know it. And he used to say, ever since that day, he would always say that whatever Hashem wants to happen, will happen. Like I said, this story has great meaning in, in so many ways. It means so much. Um, many of us have a hard time um, um, with our Yiddishkeit, with our Judaism, how are we going to tell our friends, how we, you know, our friends invited us to, to the granddaughter's uh, birthday party, you know, but it's Rosh Hashanah, but, but, you know, they came to our granddaughter's birthday party, I got to go to theirs. It's Yom Kippur, but, but what am I going to do? My boss, you know, I, 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 I just took off, you know, to, to, for Labor Day, am I going to take off for, for uh, Yom Kippur too? Now, I can't guarantee you that someone's going to faint and bring you to Shul. But you can do that yourself. There's three weeks until Rosh Hashanah, more than four weeks until Yom Kippur. As I said, Rosh Hashanah is on the night of September 6th. Yom Kippur is on um, the night of September 15th. And our website is up and ready, waiting for you to go on and reserve your spot. As you know by now, Chabad has services of all kinds. Chabad's services and programs are open to every single Jew, no matter what, no matter who. You don't have to be part of any certain group. I'm Orthodox, I'm conservative, I'm Reformer, I'm Reconstructionist, I'm Deconstructionist, I'm, I'm in the middle of deconstructing, I'm in the middle of being deforming. In so many different names within the Jewish community. So many labels that tear us apart. But there's one label that keeps us together. And that is that you are just Jewish. And at Chabad, 
we have something for every single Jew during the high holidays. This is your home, no matter what, no matter who. Obviously, there's no charge to take part in services, and all services during the high holidays will be done in person. And we now have a good track record. We've been keeping people safe now for over a year. Um, the pandemic began a year and a half ago, and we've been having Shabbos services and holiday services and keeping people safe. Baruch Hashem made continue this way. And you can take part in high holiday services too. You don't have to do it by Zoom. It's just not the same thing. It's not the real thing. You know, the famous old um, advertisement for Coca-Cola, if I'm saying this correctly, when other colas came out, maybe Pepsi or whatever it was, they had their, their advertisement was Coca-Cola. It's the real thing. Someone will correct me if I got that advertisement wrong. But the real thing is you go to Shul, you hear the chauffeur. Those are important things. You take part in a beautiful Kiddush and all that can be had for absolutely no money. All you got to do is go to our website, gotchabad.com and sign up. You put in your name, your information, and then you click on which of the holidays, which parts of the holidays you'd like to take part in. And of course, there's something for everybody. So now, obviously, the p- people are a lot more comfortable with the most people, in, in our show at least, I think everybody, uh, being vaccinated. Um, and people are just be- generally more comfortable. So we have, we'll have in-person, indoor services for those who are comfortable with that. And that's going to be on each day of the holiday. Also, we're going to have a family program on, um, on, on both days of Rosh Hashanah, on September 7th and September 8th. Outdoors, we're going to have this family chauffeur program for parents, grandparents, and their children or grandchildren to come together and to hear the chauffeur and take part in a special family holiday program. And then something we started last year, and it was so successful, we're going to do it again this year and maybe for all time to come. We're going to have a truncated service, you know, because many people who are uncomfortable with being together with other people for a long period of time, each day we're going to have a truncated service Outdoors, we're going to have a big, huge tent, as we did last year, on the patio. Um, and we're going to have a special service, with, which will include a, the sh- sounding of the shofar, as well as the amazing Kabbalah program that Rachi does each uh, Shabbos and each holiday. Did you know that? Rachi does a Kabbalah meditation program every Shabbos here at Chabad, and that's just for women, or at least mostly women. A couple of men sneak out and join that program as well. But on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Rachi does a Kabbalah meditation program for men and women, um, and that will take place also in the tent outside. Now, you can come to the traditional service and also take part in that Kabbalah service. And then, of course, there's a huge uh, Kiddush lunch that we put out for everyone at the conclusion, the families, the, the people who come to the truncated service, the people who are at the traditional service, everyone comes together for a delicious uh, lunch that takes place. Then... We're doing another uh, uh, popular program, which is Chauffeur in the Park. We've been doing this now for many years, probably almost 20, maybe 20 years, or maybe a little less, 18 years. I'll go with 18. 18 is high. I'll go with 18 years. And every year on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, and if the first day is Shabbos, then we go on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, like it was last year. But this year, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, on September 7th, which is a Tuesday, we go to the park. Right next door to Chabad, we have this beautiful park. And at the park, there's a, um, a, a dock for, the, for boats, right by the, or a ramp for the boats, right by the water. And we have a lakeside service, which includes what's known as the Tashlich, as well as the sounding of the chauffeur. And everyone who comes to that service gets to take home a delicious homemade challah. And that takes place in the, on, in the late afternoon, evening of the first day of Rosh Hashanah. But in between, we also have a special outdoor in the tent chauffeur service, short, the 20 minutes long, throughout the afternoon at 3 o'clock on top of the hour, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 5 o'clock. And on the second day, the services are exactly the same, same timing that is. We have the special short service, the family program, we have the Kabbalah meditation program, and then again, on the top of the hour, Outdoor, in the tent, at 3, 4, 5, and 6, um, we'll have uh, the special chauffeur sounding. And you can choose to come to one or many of these uh, programs. We'd really love to have you.
You might say, well, I'm, I'm not available at this time, I'm not available at that time. Every Jew has the opportunity to go to Shul on Rosh Hashanah, and we make that happen. We make it possible that you can be in Shul no matter what. All you got to do is go to our website, gotchabad.com, click on the banner for the High Holidays, and then go through it and click on which event you want to come to, how many people are coming, um, which times, and we'll make sure to have a seat for you. But you must reserve. Walk-ins, especially because of uh, the current situation that we're in, it's very difficult to have walk-ins and not have enough seats and not have enough space for people. So you must reserve on our website, gatchabad.com. Remember, you don't have to be a member of any temple. You don't have to be uh, connected. Oh, I, I never came before. What is Chabad? Come try it out. You'll enjoy it. You'll have a great time. And of course, you'll have some delicious food as well. Gatchabad.com. G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Now, for a long time, I've been announcing that we're going to be putting up this beautiful yard site memorial board um, with brand new art by the artist who put up our donor board. The artist's name is Michal Muchnik. He's a, an amazing artist. And he does these beautiful paintings with um, a 3D art. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a painting and, and there's 3D parts to it. It's, it's a marvel to look at. And he does a really beautiful job. So we've been, uh, people have been um, uh, putting their na- in the names of their de- dear departed loved ones uh, on the board. And then next Sunday... August 22nd, we're going to have the dedication and the unveiling of this special Yardside Memorial Board. And I, we're, we invite everyone who took part, who put names of their parents or grandparents onto the board, we invite you to join us for the special occasion with a special dinner as well, a pre-high holiday dinner. Now, you may be saying, one second, Rabbi. Didn't you tell us last week that on Sunday, August 22nd, there's going to be a pre-Rosh Hashanah lecture by Rabbi Jacobson at 7 p.m.? And you are correct. Both of those events are taking place. So, the event at uh, 7 p.m. with Rabbi Jacobson is open to the public, and you can join us either in person here at Chabad, and, uh, or you can join us uh, via Zoom. And again, you go to our website, it's all there. Click on the link and sign up for that. You can do that, and the doors open for the lecture at 6.45 p.m. However, prior to that, we're going to have this special dinner for any of the family members who have put um, names up onto the um, Yardside Memorial Board, and we invite you to join us, but you must reserve. It's going to be a full dinner, a delicious catered dinner, very fancy and very delicious. And if you want to take part, again, go to gatchabad.com. Click on the link, and please, we'd love to have you join us for this very special event as we um, unveil and dedicate this board. Now, by the way, so that you know, the names on the board have the dates of their yard sites on the board. And at each yard site, the name, the the, the person's, um, the light, I I should say, that's right next to each name will be lit uh, for the yard site. But at... The special holidays like Yom Kippur and Shemini Atzeres, when Yisker is recited in Shul, all the names, the lights near all the names will be lit up. Now, I want to tell you that Baruch Hashem, most of the board has been filled already, but there still are some plaques space uh, left. If you'd like to have any of your dear departed loved ones, parents, grandparents, or anyone else in the family that passed away and you want them to be memorialized in a beautiful way, um, you can still go on our website and order the plaque to be uh, placed onto the board. Um, I can't promise that it'll be done before the high holidays, but if you do it right away this week, we will do our best to get it up before this year's high holidays. I just want to tell you that the painting on the top of the board, this original painting, is a painting of Me'oras HaMachpela. It got its name for various reasons, but one of them, because Machpela comes from the word Kafel, which means um, double or couples, as we say in English, a couple. Kafel means to be doubled. And there are four doubles, and also it's a double floor, but there's four doubles, four couples that are buried there Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, um, Isaac and Rivka, and Jacob and Leah are buried there. And it's a place that we visit 
it's in Hebron in Israel, a beautiful, beautiful uh, painting of that location with, as I said, a 3D, it's a painting with 3D um, parts added to it, uh, beautifully um, set up and will be up and ready for next Sunday to for that dedication. So we look forward to you joining us for the lecture, whether you join us in person or uh, via Zoom, and we look forward to all the family members joining us for the dedication of the memorial board. Last week, we talked about how during this month of Elul, this month preceding the high holidays, it's as if the king is in the field. God, being the king, is in the field, comes out to greet us with a smiling countenance and is easily, easy, easily accessible to every single one of us to go up to God, to go up to the king and ask for whatever we need for a good and sweet year ahead. Throughout the year, God may seem less accessible. You know, only as in, in, in the parable with the king, in the days of old, a king would be in his palace and only the greatest of ministers and special people with special interests are able to reach the king. But during the month of Elul, the king is walking freely in the regular streets, down Main Street, down your street, and is available to ask for whatever we need.
Indeed, during this month, God is not hiding. He's very revealed and waiting for us, just for us, do another mitzvah and ask God to give us a good and sweet year. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Remember, go to our website, gatchabad.com, for everything you need. Number one, next Sunday, this amazing lecture by Rabbi Jacobson, a 2020 vision for a 2021 world. You're not going to want to miss this lecture. We're going to have it in person. It's being sponsored in honor of the special birthday, uh, Bracha Gilmeister's special birthday. You don't want to miss it either on Zoom or in person at Chabad. Prior to that, we're going to have the dedication and unveiling of the um, Yardside Memorial Board, and we invite you to join us for that. And lastly, the high holidays are coming up faster than you can blink an eye. Go to our website. Don't just assume, oh, I come every year. They're expecting me. That's wonderful if you come every year, and we'd love to see you again this year. But you must go to the website and sign up and register for each of the services that you will take part in. Rachi and the kids join me in wishing you that you be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet year. Ksiva vachasima tova l'shana Tova Umasuka. And remember, your next deed will change the world. So make it a good one. Lechayim! You've been listening to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom.